I would that would be the greatest news story of all time. Like man man arrested for suspicious amount of pencils in his bag. Hello and welcome to episode 76 of the Erasable Podcast. Well, we're back after a few weeks off, and tonight we're talking about leaving again already. Traveling, that is. What items of stationery do you take with you when you travel? What do you leave behind? What do you write about? I'm here with my two co-hosts, who I definitely wouldn't mind being stuck between and coach, Johnny and Tim. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, Andy. <laughs> to be fair, if we're all traveling together, obviously we're flying first class, so we won't even have to worry about that. <laughs> first class? No, did you see that new... Um... New Yorker cartoon was like royal class. Royal class. The king all by himself in the front of the plane. (laughs) (laughs) That would be us. Diamond rewards, royal, (laughs) platinum, gold visa class. Actually, with the uh, option to sit on the wing if you want. (laughs) I actually went to uh, Minneapolis uh, last week for a conference and I got upgraded to first class, which was amazing. So good. Man, I got that just reminded me of something I need to add to my my consuming but uh yeah. American gods. Oh man. Mm. The first class scene during the storm. Okay. Yeah. I'll shut up. <laughs> so uh <laughs> speaking of which, let's kick it off with uh, tools of the trade. Tim, what what else are you consuming? <laughs> oh, oh. So thanks for thanks for asking. Um <laughs> yeah, so I'm watching American Gods, which I think I talked about this before when yeah. it first started, like the first episode, but now there's five or six, um, and I'm almost, almost caught up, but just hearing you talk about first class, things that they, uh, made me think of how they just nailed the scene at the beginning of the series where uh, Mr. Wednesday and Shadow meet in first class during that like crazy storm. Hmm. Have either of you watched this yet? I have no, not No, I'm saving it for later in the summer. Same, same. Here. Oh, okay. Yeah. And have you? I read the book. Have you both read the book? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, man, you're not going to be disappointed. It is wild ride. Excellent. I love it so much. But um, <laughs> I'm watching that. I'm finally getting around to reading Gone Girl. Hmm. On the recommendation of Harry Marks, and I was just—I I mean, I feel really cliche in this, but I, the summer comes around, and I do want to read things that are kind of a little more popcorny. Or like, yeah, you know, you can read faster thrillers, things like that. Yeah. Uh, but this be, being a like super pleasant surprise, it's actually, I mean, it's really good writing, and then the story just, I mean, keeps you keeps you sucked in. And I, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't really, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I saw it. So. It sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's really bad. Well, yeah. Um, so I'll watch it eventually but i the, the book so far is awesome so i'm enjoying that and we're all, we're watching victoria finally um mm, what do you think about it i don't really care for it that much <laughs> did, did you watch the have crown? you seen it yeah 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 i love the crown yeah um and victoria was just a little too just everybody's uh, really it's weird to say predictable when it's about yeah like everybody's ridiculously good real. looking and um, yeah. kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, predictable is a really good way to put it. Yeah, they're really witty. You don't talk like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it doesn't it just doesn't feel right. And I think it was my I think my wife like nailed it, and she said they all look like they're dressed up in costumes. Like is how it kind of yeah, felt. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
The Crown had a much it's, more it's, like it's, almost like documentary intake to it. Yeah, for real. Yeah, it definitely did. And I think my, my wife kept watching it, but I just the last episode I just kind of pieced out and read in the other room. Just didn't want to lose that hour and a half of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm consuming. I have a glass of wine. And I am writing with a Blackwing 344. Nice. Uh, which I love, love, love. And I'm using a Write Notepads reporter notebook. Nice. So um, Chris told me, me that the pen shop in Washington called Farney's is selling the Write Notepads reporter notebook like crazy. Hmm. So we were wondering if they're like, you know, all of those reporters that are going to do interesting things <laughs> in the next few months. <laughs> buying them all at Farney. <laughs> well, they're just like, there's so much news every single day that I need a sturdier notebook. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need, I need, I need one I can hit people with. <laughs> um, he's going to start making them like for all the, the White House staff reporters that are, it's a reporter notebook, but it's like three and a half inches thick. <laughs> it's like 800 pages <laughs> of reporter notes. <laughs> flip. You, you, just, you just look out at the press press room and there's just paper like flipping back and back and back. A very, very nice paper. Yes, that's right. Johnny, how about you? So, um, speaking of Washington, I finished House of Cards Season 5 embarrassingly quickly. Hmm. <laughs> I'll move on so I don't give any spoilers. So, we're almost finished. The Keepers, have you guys seen The Keepers? Uh-uh. No. So, it's about um, some ladies in Baltimore investigating the murder of a nun in 1969. In Baltimore, and it's filmed in Baltimore, and everybody in it is from Baltimore. So, if anyone ever thought I was joking about the accent, watch this show. <laughs> but don't watch it late at night because it's really creepy. <laughs> Especially if you went to Catholic school, a lot of it's going to freak you out. <laughs> but um, that John Gamber is yeah. a wiggle worm. <laughs> <laughs> we need to we need to get like a, a button that just like plays that clip. Like, whatever. I can. Do What's it. really funny is when the soundboard. Yeah. yeah. They showed the class picture of the nun who got killed, and I swear that nun was in the row in front of her. <laughs> and she had a very distinctive, mushed-up little face. Even for a young lady. I think it was her. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I just read a really good, well, not really good, really interesting biography of Sherman called Fierce Patriot. Hmm. Um, I think I got good reviews. There's a newer one out, if you like Mr. Sherman. I'm trying to talk Roth into doing a uh, Sherman issue but i don't think that's gonna happen it's a little controversial now, now you're talking about sherman from sorry you're talking about sherman from sherman and mr peabody right right yeah yeah, yeah not the one that um took a visit to atlanta and savannah yeah. <laughs> yeah. saved a little money by walking and <laughs> <laughs> um, i finally read on writing by stephen king apparently i'm the only mm -hmm. person that never read that and we were just talking about this in the group so i started salt today which is super nice. awesome. I learned a lot about olives, which I hate very much. <laughs> I always hate olives. I was like, they're talking about olives for a long time. I'm like, why? That's, you know, that's how he writes. The book's about salt, but you learn about olives yeah. and ancient Chinese history. And I am writing with the beautiful General Scribe in Field Notes Utility Graph. Nice. Yeah. That, very nice. That on writing book, Stephen King, is... I feel like half of it is pure gold, and then there's some of it that just, which I guess Stephen King has a pretty strong eye roll effect on me, where like every, like I'll be loving it, and then something will come across, and I'll go, oh my gosh, you know. 
Well, I appreciate his potty mouth. That was nice. Yeah, it's yeah, candid. The, yeah, one thing about that I like most of that book, but he's he's very much one of those. You either got it or you don't. You're either a writer or you're not. Kind of like mentalities, which like maybe mm. it's true like to a certain extent, but it's not super helpful for people who just like doing it. You know. Like, yeah, I feel a little discouraged. Yeah, he like, he makes himself sound like, which I know he's super prolific, but he's not that good of a writer sometimes. <laughs> um, so, like I, I, I fully appreciate that he's way more successful and productive and imaginative than I am. But there are sometimes where his writing is just not that good. But he makes himself in that book sound like he's this, you know, god. Yeah. But anyway. he's good enough to get blocked by Trump. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Did you see that? I still love Stephen King, but I, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, didn't he say yeah. something like, "I guess I'll go kill myself"? Or there's something like that. Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> it was very yeah. wry. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, I oh, am uh, kind of in the middle of, of season five of House of Cards. It's very good. We won't talk about it too much here. It, uh, yeah, definitely I see it in, in a new light this season um, than before. But uh, yeah, it's super good. Um, I watched on Sunday, Katie and I went to go see the Wonder Woman movie. And I'm not usually a huge superhero movie fan, but... You know, Wonder Woman is a classic, and it's, yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, there were, I mean, it's still very much like a superhero movie, just like a lot of fighting and a lot of, like, kind of loosely connected plots and, like, weird timelines and stuff, but I I appreciated it. Um, also, I, I put in here, I just put LeVar Burton. I'm not consuming LeVar Burton, don't worry. <laughs> um, but I did. <laughs> in your freezer? Are you going to consume him later? <laughs> later. Later. Um, no, I was uh, just at a uh, conference a called Confab in Minneapolis last week, which is a big kind of like conference in my industry. Um, and they always get a really interesting keynote speaker, usually to do with literacy or writing. Um, two years ago, it was um, Anne Lamott, who wrote Bird by Bird. Uh, last year, it was Cheryl Strayed. Mm-hmm. This year, it was LeVar Burton. And he talked a little bit about... Um, a little bit about his life and acting career, like Star Trek and Reading Rainbow and um, Roots. But he uh, specifically talked about like children's literacy and um, the kind of like relaunched um, incarnation of Reading Rainbow, where he's basically making a like like learning platform, an interactive like learning computer platform for kids and teachers. Um, yeah, he was fantastic. He wrote a children's book, so... Um, he was really interesting to learn from. So I really wanted to bring my Star Trek The Next Generation technical manuals to the conference, but I was specifically told that he's only signing his new children's book. Um, and so I did not. <laughs> I restrained myself. But uh, I really wanted to. I also have a large, like, foot and a half long uh, gold enterprise um, that I wanted to bring to, but I couldn't, like, fit that into my overhead compartment. So. <laughs> Oh, well, <laughs> I was no. not the only Star Trek obsessive there, so don't worry. <laughs> cool. All right. Should we jump into Fresh Points? Sure. All right. Let's Tim, do, do you want to yeah. start us off? Sure. First thing uh, I want to break up, and thanks for the suggestion, suggestion Andy, because I totally forgot about it, but uh, I'm also reading a book by J. Robert Lennon. I didn't mention it in Fresh Point or in uh, Tools of the Trade, but... Uh, a book by J. Robert Lennon, who hosts the Lunchbox podcast. Uh, 
and he's been a guest on The Pen Addict before. Uh, he's a novelist, teaches at Cornell, and he has a new novel called Broken River. It's like a literary thriller uh, that I picked up on a trip to Asheville, which he's actually going to be there in a couple weeks for a signing, hmm. or actually a little long. It's the beginning of July, so he'll be there at the beginning of July for uh, a signing, so I definitely plan to go meet him and take the book. Uh, but there's a, a paragraph that stuck out, and I texted it to, uh, to you two fellers, and I was just going to read it here. It's from the beginning of the second chapter, so I'm not giving anything major away. This is definitely just a detail, and and a detail I think that people would, in this group would, or listening to this podcast would appreciate. There's a girl named Etrina, uh, or Irina, sorry, and she's, I think, 14. Irina is sitting on her bed with a spiral notebook open on her lap, a pencil poised above it. It's a special pencil, one from a box that her mother bought her a long-defunct brand that has been brought back to life by the kind of people who miss old pencils. They are silvery gray with soft, dark leads. The eraser is flat and rounded and encased in a rectangle of squashed gold metal. These pencils cost $20 for a box of 12. <laughs> Arena looked them up online. Her mother would disapprove that this is a, a gift is a gift, however much it costs. But in this case, the price has made her like the pencils more. They're precious. They can't be used for stupid things, which is why she is using them to write her novel. <laughs> what, what is he so. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what could he possibly Who be even talking is? about? Gel yeah, pen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like my favorite sentence being, or two sentences, they are precious. They can't be used for stupid things. <laughs> like that. Sorry, I was, I was stuttering. I'm reading it off of a tiny phone screen, that whole, that whole paragraph. So, um, but it's a great it's a great book. I just really got a kick out of that reference, and then doesn't really come back come back in. It's, it's actually he uses that description of the pencil to introduce the character, and then it makes actually makes the character make a little more sense uh, when you when you get down to thinking about yeah. it. So, uh, so also we we have to talk about the new Black Wings seventy three. I guess you'd put news in quotes, right? It's just coming. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's a Blackwing seventy three. It's one of those teasers. I, I feel like we're recording at a really weird juncture because, like, if we recorded this time next week, I feel like we would know about the Blackwing. We would know about the new um, Baron Fake Archers. We would know about the Right Notepads and probably the Field Notes too. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll make it. Yeah. We'll make it yeah. happen. Yeah, we will. It'll work. But like, can I interject and go first and say why the hell didn't you make seven twelve? Thoreau is the father of pencils, and his 200th <laughs> birthday is in July. Like, this is the most low-hanging fruit. <laughs> I'm sure the 73 might be awesome. It might even be some sort of Thoreau reference I don't get, but, like, <laughs> I I really thought they'd do it. I mean, I'm glad they didn't, because I would have to buy them all, and, you know, I have three kids, so I need money for some other stuff. <laughs> hope they can eat pencils. Yeah. yeah. Like what? It's shavings. It's vegetarian, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, can, can I tell you my my three favorite speculations and they're just completely yes, speculations. Um, so, so yeah, the number is 73. And of course, as soon as they Instagram, um, the number, um, they, um, everybody starts wildly speculating, which I think is half the fun, like of these pencils. Yeah. Nobody really knows. So, um, the one that to me seems the most realistic is, um, Levi Strauss, which is, um, Levi Strauss Levi's were founded in 1873. It says so in the back of the gene. 
um, in San Francisco. So there's a California connection and guys that have also got a blue background. Yeah. It has a blue picture. background to the picture and, uh, guys, denim, uh, covered pencils. <laughs> it actually is kind, Actual kind of a terrible idea, but I used to have, I used to have a pencil that was made out of recycled denim. Have you, have you ever seen these? I, yeah. I yeah. have one of those somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're cute. Yeah, I think so. Um, there's another theory that um, I ran across, and I think a few other people did too, is um, Sheldon Cooper from The Big Bang Theory wears a shirt that says 73 on it. And at one point, he was quoted as saying, the best number is 73. Why? 73 is the 21st prime number. Its mirror, 37, is the 12th, and the mirror, 21, is the product of multiplying 7 and 3. And in binary, 73 is a palindrome, uh, palindrome uh, 100101 which backwards is one zero zero one zero zero one. So I was looking to see if it, there was some anniversary of some like computer history or computer science or something like some, some Silicon Valley thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't run across anything really. Um, but that seems pretty, that seems pretty, um, pretty likely. Um, and then also uh, timely um, the golden state warriors, a Bay area basketball team um, just won the NBA championship. Uh, last year, it set a record with a seven. It set a record for the most games in a season one with seventy three wins. Um, they did not win last season, but um, it's there were people the other day when they went won the championship this year, literally screaming in the streets, yelling and carrying on. It was yeah. it was fun and cool. But um, I was just <laughs> yeah, my, cool. my little like street up here on a hill, like there were people down there just like just yelling and carrying on. It was it was fun. Um, but I think <laughs> just see the town burning. Yeah. It was wonderful. There, there was a commercial afterwards. I don't, I don't know if they just played it locally or if it was um, everywhere, but it basically the commercial ended with celebrate with dignity, which they were basically just saying like, Hey, please don't burn anything down. <laughs> oh, they had something similar on the Cubs one. Yeah. I forget what it said, but it was something like, yeah, that. please no rioting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Riot Baltimore somebody, style. somebody in the mission when I think it was 2014 when the, um, when the Giants won the baseball uh, World Series, um, a couple yeah, people they won in 2010, 2012, and twenty. Oh yeah, be- believe in like every, every yeah. two years. Uh, when, when that happened in twenty fourteen, yeah. somebody um, maybe it was twenty twelve. Somebody lit a car on fire in the missions. So, <sighs> so <laughs> so it's probably good that they tried to convince people to celebrate with dignity. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? We'll know next week. So, I yeah, a very fun. Since it's only a, a two you know two numbers, yeah. we can the very low hanging fruit of it being just the year being like oh it's something that happened in nineteen seventy three which it probably is yeah. not I'm sure it's not I'm positive it's not but it is a lot of fun to go to the nineteen seventy three Wikipedia page and just read some of the things and imagine what that pencil <laughs> would look like yeah <laughs> have like, a fishbowl uh, feral I'll I'll throw some yeah. out there um, so these are things that happened in nineteen seventy three. Uh, Richard Nixon is sworn in for his second term as president. Hey! <laughs> so it could be a Nixon pencil. Uh, Nixon wing. The first, this would be a super serious one, but the first prisoner of war in Vietnam was released. Uh, the United States dollar is devalued by 10%. <laughs> that would be, I would be like so happy if it was something 10%, that, was that much of a downer. 10% like, discount on black wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, oh my god if it was a black wing to celebrate the release of the animated version of charlotte's web <laughs> that would be kind of cool actually uh um 
gosh, what were some of the others? I was I was pretty deep into it, so now I'm coming back. Oh, Watergate. So a Watergate pencil. Yeah. would be pretty hilarious. The Godfather won the Academy Award for Best Picture. That would be really Ooh, cool, yeah. actually. Sears Tower was completed. Huh. The Skylab, the first American space station, was launched. Man. Oh. I need to get on. I think we need to yeah. go to like weekly special editions, and they should all be about 1973. <laughs> <laughs> the DEA was founded. <laughs> DEA Blackwing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be that would be hilarious. Yeah. But I'll stop. Yeah. But it's just fun to go through, and just yeah. like there's a, there's a million things here, and everyone just yeah. We, I feel like we could do a whole episode just imagining what the pencil <laughs> would actually look like for Watergate or. Well, That'd be fun. Charles said something that I would like it when I asked if it was a Thoreau edition. So I wonder if this is some sort of like Thoreau or Hemingway really deep reference. Like 530 was pretty deep. And 344. Mm-hmm. Especially 344. Mm-hmm. That was like out Yeah, there. that's true. But the pencil was so awesome. Just the number was kind of like, whoa. Yeah. Huh. At least, you know, they come up with the idea and the number second. The idea first. Yeah. And then like, oh, what number for this? Instead of being like, yeah. what are we going to do for... Volume seventy four. <laughs> yeah, this, this is kind of cool, actually. Uh, the American Psychiatric Association finally removed homosexuality homosexuality from the DSM. Hmm. Rainbow pencil that would yeah, be pretty sweet. We, that'd be cool. Well, the next one on the list is literally OJ Simpson becomes the first running back to rush for two thousand yards in a season. <laughs> the so, White Bronco edition. Hopefully, hopefully they don't do that. <laughs> yeah, OJ. Uh, the box looks like a Bronco. Yeah. Uh, do we? I feel like they they stopped giving actual clues for these things because people guessed it. <laughs> I know someone guessed John Muir, right? Yeah. So we got that one, and then the seven twenty four. Somebody, somebody guessed, and those were the think, were those the first? I two? think somebody yeah. guessed um, uh, the Dorothy Lang one too. The three forty four. Oh, did they? And some, didn't somebody guess the movie one, the eleven thirty eight? Yeah, that that, that sounds familiar. Feels, feels like it, but. It's kind of yeah. fun for somebody to get it right, though. It's like winning a lottery that doesn't get yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. It's like just showing people how clever no, you no are. No harm done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Any any other fresh points, Tim? Uh, that's all I got. Cool. Yeah. How about you, Johnny? Well, I'm going to reiterate my first fresh point, which is why no 712? <laughs> but like I said, it could be awesome. It could be something throw related. So, um, Target. You could hack wing your own 712. You could. This is true. <laughs> They have that weird, that ugly, um, well, not ugly, that not very nice writing replica pencil at the store oh, at yeah. Walden Pond. Yeah. Maybe hmm. you could uh, right. take a 211. That shall be done. Take a 211 and pry the back off and just have a like a naked back 211 and make that the thorough pencil. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just waste 15 bucks for it, just, just like that. <laughs> God, what they're going for is crazy. I know. Um, so Target has the new summer pencils out hmm. and they've got some cool stuff. So I don't remember what the red, white, and blue dipped pencils were out last time we podcast. I don't think so, but those are super cool. If you're in our group, those have popped up a few times. They're with the patriotic pencils and then they have the, some like summer themed ones that involve, you know, references to adventure and travel that are very pretty mm-hmm. and some that Andy would hate and love. That are paper wrapped, but then end dipped in paint. Weird. They're yeah, they're pretty. Yeah, they're very pretty. Yeah, I feel like they're 
what is their company? Um, made for Retail makes really nice pencils. The cores are nice. The finishes are amazing. I mean, the wood is not cedar, but, you know, yeah. they're nice pencils for the price. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, and they have two more fresh points. Uh, the week after next, I'm off to Cambridge for a week with my fam. So, D and Les and I, and I think Melissa, we're going to try to do a meetup across from Bob Slate. And then descend on Bob Slate and buy all their pencils. <laughs> you should um, you should record an uh, impromptu episode of RSVP, and maybe we can cross run it on a raceable. That would be awesome. Get really hyped up on ca- on caffeine. <laughs> we could record like half an episode in five minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just slow it down. Uh-huh. Slow it down a little more so I get a really deep voice. Like, hello, black wings are great. <laughs> you, you turn into John Wayne. <laughs> yeah um and i got to go visit write notepads recently so i know what the summer edition is Uh, and i'm taking bribes too (laughs) i was just telling kelly uh kelly it's my sister katie my wife i was just telling her that i uh i I feel like you go to write notepads like maybe once a quarter just to see what's going on over there (laughs) yeah this one is pretty amazing Mm. yeah Mm. So um, I should mention memberships are open, so this would be a good time. Got mine. To get yourself one. Yeah. Yeah, I texted Chris. I was like, Andy just got a membership. He was like, I just saw it. I'm like, oh, I forgot you worked there. That's your <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, they have, as always, a couple more things in the works, including the pencil cases that is put on their website, which are big. Like, they'll hold a paintbrush, let alone a black wing. So that's cool. I don't have one yet. Hint, hint. But, uh, but yeah, they're always fun to go visit and drink beer. And also, I discovered in Baltimore, we have Blackwing Lager. And now there is also Blackwing Pizza. What? Which, so, I mean, it's just named after the beer because the beer is in the crust. But <laughs> still, I got to order Blackwing Pizza <laughs> on Henry's birthday. It was very good. You guys remember, remember when my Blackwing beer exploded? <laughs> <laughs> Every time, I was thinking, that? like, I should take some of those to Boston, but it'd be my luck I'd take them up there and they explode. <laughs> Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> so I don't think Bob it, Slate like, would let us drink beer. The top of it like blew off. Like, it was like, Whoa. That company uses those weird, bizarre six-pack holders that are just a lot more plastic than they need to be. Those are the ones that go over the top? Just the top? Yeah. yeah. They're I've really hard to get I've off. I've seen those. But they're recyclable. Okay. They're like five pounds of plastic to hold six beers together. Yay. Yeah, that's all I got. What, you, what do you have, Mr. Andy? Oh, what do I have? Um, what you got? What you got? Baby? Tell me what you got. Um, well, I... Um, <laughs> what you really, really got? <laughs> I just um, started trying to plan for Plumbago Magazine Issue 2. Um, sent out an email about that and um, have a lot of submissions and plans, which is pretty great. Um, if anybody remembers, Plumbago Issue 1 uh, was a zine that... I kind of wanted to do quarterly, but it's probably working out to be more like once every six months. So that's fine. Um, I have a couple different plans with it, but I think that our theme uh, of this issue will be loosely based around hack wings. So not even necessarily, you know, taking the ferrule off of a black wing and putting it on some other pencil, which I think there should be lots of that. Um, but I also think that just the idea of um, having a purpose or using your stationery for things maybe 
other than they were intended for or in an inventive way would be perfect as well. Um, we have somebody who is writing about um, using pencils and baseball scoring and a little bit of a memoir. We have a couple people who wrote, who drew some comics. Um, I think I might update my top five again, which I did last six months in Pombago issue one um, and a few other things. And we, we should be doing, I think we're going to do pre-orders this year so people can get a hold of them earlier. Um, or I can make sure I, we make enough for everybody. And I think we're going to try to sell them at CW Pencils, which would be really cool. Carolyn and I just started talking about that. So um, if you want to learn, That's yeah, awesome. if you want to learn more about Plumbago, um, go to erasable.us slash P-L-U-M-B-A-G-O. Drop me an email from there about what you're interested in submitting. Or just message me on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And I think that we'll take submissions until the end of the month and then use July to try to actually put that thing together. So, uh, yeah. Um, what else? Oh, quick follow-up from the Baron Fig Bag Kickstarter. They made their goal. They made more than twice their goal. Um, their, Jeez. Yeah, their $100,000 um, goal was, like, stretch goal, like, incentive was um, a blue bag, like a blue color. And they made it, so I'm totally getting my black my back plaque back plaque <laughs> my backpack <laughs> in uh, yeah, black plaque. <laughs> getting my backpack in slate blue. <laughs> oh yeah, um, if you have not already, if you're not already dialed into the pencil community, go go look at D Scolardi and um, uh, Michael Hagen's posts on their respective blogs, uh, the Weekly Pencil and Leadfast about a new. A uh, pencil made by uh, Franklin Christoph, which makes really nice fountain pens. Um, I've always thought their fountain pens were kind of like just very like conservative and like plain looking. I guess they're good quality, but they're just not. Per- the Franklin yeah. Christoph. They're just never been. Yeah, I've got one right in front of me. Do you, do you like it? Like, do you like the fountain pen? Yes, okay. I do. I mean, I, there's like there's a bunch of them, and there I, when I went to the pen show, I tried a yeah. bunch. And most of them, I was kind of like, meh. But there was one that I'll just—I can tell you about it later. But it, like, it the cap sets really deeply, and it just fits nicely in my hand. But it's also like a cool, smoky, clear color. So oh. it's kind of a yeah, sort of spellish, special looking one. But well, that's that's good to know. Yeah, some of their fountain pens have always, to me, have always struck me as just kind of like meh, like just kind of like very nice yeah. quality, but very like plain and conservative. Um, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> well, Franklin Christoph was like, hey let's make a pencil. <laughs> and so they went to our uh, good friends over at Musgrave um, and said, Hey, make us a pencil. And Musgrave was like, well, all right. That's my, <laughs> that's, my Musgrave oh my impression. that's enough of that. I will no longer bash Musgrave <laughs> in that particular you guys way. What are good stuff for the crap? I reckon we make. can make a pencil today. <laughs> um, I only oh say that God. because nobody listens. To, nobody at Musgrave <laughs> listens to our podcast, or indeed any podcast. Uh, what the hell is a podcast? <laughs> yeah, um, and they produced a pencil that was kind of crappy. Um, definitely not befitting of uh, Franklin Christoph, and definitely not befitting of the price tag that uh, Franklin Christoph put on them. So um, I think that yeah, D and Mike will both uh, will both attest to that. So um, <laughs> so don't buy one, but go go read their uh, go read their reviews. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of pencils that are, um, the opposite of that, both inexpensive and amazing, 
Um, if anybody is in the group there, they may be familiar with uh, Suraj Singh, who is a gentleman who lives in India. And he has a business called The Curios, C-U-R-I-O-S. And uh, one of the things that he sells uh, is a sampler pack of, uh, you can get one or two of every Indian pencil he sells. And I, I ordered Jeez. I ordered the two packs, so two of every every dozen that he sells. Uh, it's a hundred. It's basically a hundred and twenty pencils, so many pencils, and uh, it's only fourteen dollars and fifty cents. It's also twenty eight dollars for shipping t- from That's India. Awesome. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's really <laughs> nice. And and kind of like we've talked about before, um, you know, last episode we had Mike on to talk about Indian pencils. One of the things Mike mentioned is that they are inexpensive, they're solid performing, and they they use color in a way that I feel like. Japan and the U.S. and uh, Germany don't really use um, bright colors, interesting combinations. If you are at all interested in Indian pencils, um, and you have thirty-ish dollars to spare, and you want a crap load of them, uh, <laughs> drop Saraja a message because these are amazing. I just got mine yesterday. Um, I'm using actually right now one called a Camlin Supreme HD. Camlin is the brand. Uh, I don't know if it's made by Hindustan. I actually haven't heard much about this particular brand before it's really beautiful it's sort of this like metallic blue with a white stripe and a red cap so it's very like patriotic looking and it writes really nice for an hb um i'm sorry uh we don't know if it's an hb it says hd and then it says high density (laughs) so i have no idea (laughs) no idea what grade it is yeah it says camlin supreme hd yeah (laughs) hd and then it says slash high density so yeah, no idea. <laughs> Writes in 4K. It's great. 1080p. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Um, now the four the 4K pencils only come from Japan and Germany right now. Yeah, right. So they're really expensive. <laughs> Pretty soon you'll be able to get your your uh, Indian knockoffs. But uh, yeah, but none of the paper you use will work. <laughs> right. You can't. It only works on. <laughs> it only works on certain kinds of paper. <laughs> only certain sharpeners. <laughs> um, Not a Pollux. Yeah. So. <laughs> totally get these if you're at all interested in this um i'll have a link to uh, siraj's facebook page in show notes he does not have a website um i'm guessing he he and i talked when he was just kind of starting out and he joined the group because he wanted to talk a little bit about like our policy for selling in the group and i told him like i tell everybody i'm just i'm like if sell in the group but please be like an active participating group member as well and he took that to heart he posts really great pictures of the stuff that he has and that he's working on. He's a, he's a cool guy. Um, and he also, and he doesn't advertise it enough as, as much as I think he should. Um, but yeah, you should message him if you're in the group and uh, get a price price sheet because he sells them for very inexpensive prices. I bought, um, uh, so the Nataraj pop pencils that I loved and are no longer sold by CW pencils. Uh, they're now being made by Epsara, which is the same company, just a different brand. I don't know why that is like why they just switched brand names on them, but same pencil, a dollar 50 for a dozen of them, which is amazing. So yeah. (laughs) Um, Speaking of Michael Hagen, um, he and I have had like our little private text exchange. We're both a little bit obsessed with green pens right now. Um, we talked a little bit about <laughs> a little bit about the green pens after the experiment came out, um, and one of the pens that I've been obsessed with for a long time is the um, the Uniball Vision Evergreen pen. Um, and if you look at 
the way that an evergreen uniball vision writes compared to the way a regular green uniball vision writes. The evergreen is much richer and deeper and amazing. Um, and they're really hard to find. Like I actually have no information as if they're actually um, been discontinued right now by now. Um, but he actually went on Amazon and bought specifically where it said an evergreen uniball vision and they sent him green ones. <laughs> I actually don't know how he resolved it. Uh, if he got his money back, but um, I can't find them. I have no idea. So if anybody has any information out there about like what is going on with the Uniball Vision Evergreen pens, um, and maybe I should do a I should do a post or something. I don't like to write about pens too much, but I do like pens. Um, just yesterday, I was at Daiso and bought a green Daiso branded rollerball pen in 0.38, um, and it has that same deep rich green that I really like. So. If you have a die zone in your area, pick up the rollerballs that they have by the cash registers. And if you don't make friends with somebody, are who, there a lot of dizos? I I don't actually know. There's there's several of them in the Bay Area. There's several in um, L.A. and I think there's some in Seattle. And I feel like somebody in the East Coast has told me that they have them. Maybe in New York. Um, I actually don't know. You should come out and visit Tim, and we'll uh, we'll go to Daiso. Be there tomorrow. All right, Japanese big lots. That's what I, that's what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese big lots. Okay. Yeah, that's basically what it is. They sell like all sorts of like cheap plastic crap from Japan, which is amazing. Everything's a dollar fifty, so I guess more like Japanese, like Dollar Tree, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that it? Any other fresh points? Talked about Franklin Kristoff. I think we're good. Yeah. Should we... Uh... Any guesses on the field notes? Oh, boy. S- sorry. No. There was a, I forgot there was a picture of the axe. Yeah. <laughs> or a gentleman. It looks like a man's arm. I'm assuming it's a man's arm. Yeah. With a, a glove and an axe. A very small axe. Have they... So I was guessing that it's Paul Bunyan. Ooh, that's cool. Wait, what flannel lined? The axe looks small. and the, No, they're just big. Like, big ass books. <laughs> like... Not A5, like A4 books. Wow, yeah. They're like, hey, you guys wanted some big books? Here's some big goddamn books. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> so so I've never actually been able to detect a pattern. Like when they send out those emails and then they say like, this is not a clue. This is just a picture of like a man with an axe. Um, are they ever actually clues? Because they seem really loosely connected to the theme if they are. I think it's like the black wing numbers at the end. You're like, oh yeah, but when they show it to you, you're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least I am. Then there's a uh, Baron Fig whose archers are on their way. I just got a shipping notice, and um, they uh, they don't give you any clues. So screw you guys, <laughs> Joey and Adam. Um, speaking. Of, oh, hey, if 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 you yourself are a uh, stationary blogger of some kind or are interested. Um, they are looking for new voices to uh, check out some of the products and review mm-hmm. them. So um, check out their Instagram. I think that they have a thing about how to sign up to like get blogger samples. Um, it is well worth your time. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Should we should we slide into the main topic? Let's do it. Yeah. Well, um, this is a suggestion or a topic that I think has been suggested to us before um, by some people, and we've kind of like talked around it a little bit, and 
um, I think that it was kind of spurred on. Um, so, so when I went to Minneapolis, um, I really wanted to try out just relying on, um, what am I trying to say? Re I wanted to try out relying on my Apple pencil to take notes. Cause I knew I was going to take a lot of notes. I knew I was going to do a lot of tweeting. Um, and I just wanted to try doing it all for my iPad pro and my Apple pencil. So I purposefully did not bring any stationary to me with me. Um, just to like see if I could do it on my my Apple Pencil. Uh, spoiler alert: uh, No, I did not. Um, <laughs> I, it was not a good experience. My handwriting was even worse than it is usually. Um, at one point, my Apple Pencil ran out of battery, <laughs> which is a thing that happens <laughs> in 2017. Um, I guess that you know you could like break your lead pencil and um, not bring a sharpener or something, but like it's like I'm sorry I can't take any more notes. I have to go sharpen my pencil. My, I have to go charge my pencil. <laughs> that's that's the thing that happened. <laughs> uh, and I really wanted to erase with it. Like you can't turn it around and use the back end of that um, stylus to erase, even though it seems like you should be able to. So blah. Um, yeah. So so the Apple pencil, not not a good traveling companion if you are um more analog inclined but um i'm trying to think of how best to frame this um i'd actually be interested in kind of starting off hearing about when you guys travel how you usually do it like i feel like i'm so far away from places where i travel to that if i'm traveling for more than a day i have to fly um mm -hmm. and so i'm always kind of conscious about like what i pack with me I, I don't pack my bullet pencil even though I want to because I just don't want to go through security with something that's shaped, bullet shaped in my bag and then have to give up a forty dollar bullet pencil. Um, Tim, how about you? When you when you travel, how how do you usually do it? I don't fly very often, um, so I, I I haven't had to like really pair back far. Um, so it's kind of a little different every time, but I definitely always have when I'm traveling just by car always take my timber twist and in the last couple times i've either taken i have a Keras customs ballpoint the it's the what do they call it edk Keras customs edk mm -hmm. which is their click pen with and i have a really nice ballpoint refill this oh no sorry i was gonna say the same one that's in the baron fig but it's the same one that i put in the, <laughs> in the baron fig yeah uh, but uh, I usually carry that, uh, those two definitely, and then outside of that is kind of a kind of a toss up. Hmm. So I'm I, I my most liked photo on Instagram ever was my travel carry picture. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to find it right now, uh, but like that was one that I just posted kind of like on a whim while I was sitting at a table while we were on a trip. Uh, to Hilton Head, and then like 130 people, which that's the most I've I've had on something. I uh, liked it, but it was just a picture of the the seven pencils I chose to take, which is probably more than I normally would. But I, I have this little metal tin. I think I've talked about it before. I know, Aunt, or uh, Johnny, you have that Hogwarts metal tin with like the different layers and different levels. Hmm. Do you still have that? Oh yeah, my kids are fighting okay. over who gets it when I die. <laughs> okay. Watch your watch your back, Gamber. <laughs> So, so I have one just like it that my wife bought like 10 years ago in New York City and it's got all these like weird little monsters and creatures all over it. So Oh yeah, I remember that. I took Yeah, so I took that and then like the bottom's just full of erasers and stuff and so I was carrying I tried to get I always try to get a sample of 
like just a little bit of everything. And so I took Palomino HB, the, uh, and now I can't even, I, I'm looking at the picture and I can't even remember the name of the pencil. It's the dark green Musgrave HB pencil, Duragraph oh, or something like that. Unigraph. Unigraph, that's it. Um, and uh, Tombow 258, uh, 2558B, Blackwing 21124, uh, 602, and then a right notepad, Spatty. So, hmm. so I don't have like a, a go-to thing, yeah. but I feel like maybe a better way for me to answer would just be to talk about like on a given day, I don't walk around with a ton of stuff, and I almost always have either, I have my timber twist, so I would travel with my timber twist, and then some kind of ballpoint pen, yeah. like either my... Baron Fig, that Keras Customs EDK, or my space pen. I keep it pretty slim. Yeah. So, Johnny, how, how do you... Yeah. Are we going to talk paper, too, or are we just doing pencils? Oh, now? yeah. Oh, totally. Talk paper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I usually have... If I've got a bag with me, I have a the Notco, and I'm going to forget the name of it. Um, I want to say High Tower. Oh yeah, I think that's Crap. what it's called. It's yeah, not. It's the one that it's it's like a bifold, and it's got three slots on one side, and then a slot for notebooks on the right. Yeah, I think I've got it wrong. Is that the fodder stack, um, or is that the high tower? Almost. No, no, it is the. <laughs> sorry, Brad. It is the high tower. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It is the high tower. Yes, <laughs> sorry, I've had it for a long time. I got it. That's the one I got with the Kickstarter, the original Kickstarter. And I love it. Um, but it's yeah. got one side you can put notebooks, and then it's got three slots, and so I'll put like those two things and then a gel pen or those two things and one fountain pen. And then on the right, I always bring just, I try to only just take one pocket notebook and then something bigger, which is just whatever's active, which has been for the last year. It's been a confidant. Mm-hmm. Try to be minimal because there was a period of time, like probably the first year we were doing this podcast and like, or like the within a year, you know, like maybe yeah. a little bit before the podcast and then the first six months of the podcast where I would travel with all the pencils. Yeah. So <laughs> I'd, leave, I'd leave with like 20. I'm like, great, I'm going to write for five minutes on this vacation. And, yeah. <laughs> that, but, that was, but I'm ready. <laughs> that was kind of my next question. Like when, you, when you're on vacation or if you travel more than a day, um, do, you, do you write? Do you draw? Like what do you, what do, you do with it? Yes. <laughs> and I mean, I, I sort of paste things into mine. Yeah. In a, yeah. you know, bizarre, like, oh, here's my big Amtrak ticket, folded in half, making my book look junky. <laughs> but I'm not going to throw it away. Yeah. I I feel like I, if I'm not going somewhere to use it, you know, if that makes sense, like like if I'm going to a conference or I'm going to something where I've got, like, notes to take. Yeah. Um, it's mostly, I tend to, I'm an introvert. And so... When I'm on vacation, it's usually with not just my family, but like extended family. And there's like a lot of people around and like pulling out a notebook and just like scribbling down anything is kind of a, a release, like <laughs> a little bit of an escape. Yeah. And so I tend to actually end up getting good ideas for things like while I'm on vacation, just because I, I'm like, okay, I got to shut tune this all out and just write for a second and uh, turn my brain off. And sometimes I'll just make random lists and yeah, it's kind of chaos, but. I remember on this last vacation, cool. there was just a ton of stuff going on, a bunch of kids running around, and I, I remember <laughs> disappearing to my room and for maybe just ten minutes, and got out my notebook. It was just like really satisfying. Got a pencil and made a list of 
like the 10 most important books that I had ever read. Hmm. You know, they're, to me, just little, little exercises like that. I think I tend to do that kind of thing a lot just to clear my head. Yeah. Well, Tim, what was rarely your... get time to actually do real writing. What was your story? Oh man. Did you leave something on the top of your car the last time you traveled? Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, was it a, was it a confidant? I can't remember what it was. It was a hard, it was a pocket moleskin, like the hardback that was probably three quarters full. Yeah. Um, we were in on Hilton Head Island. I said, I'm pretty sure I set it on the top of the car and we drove off somewhere and I, I heard something at some point. I was like, oh, that was weird. Uh... You know, and kept driving. And then about 40 minutes later, figured it out. And it was really sweet. Like my, my in-laws <laughs> were, I think they were kind of overwhelmed by all the kids in the house. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they're like, we're going to go out for an hour. Can we look for your notebook? <laughs> sure. And they drove up and down the road, looked for it. And then I went and walked up and down the road everywhere for like an hour. And... But no dice. Mm. No dice. Yeah. That's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so it goes. As Vonnegut would say. But Yeah. So, so Johnny, when you. Hey. Yeah. Random. Sorry, random note, but it kind of relates to this. Is I'm on the on Notco's website, and if we ever, I remember talking about the uh, the pencil case that they sent me like a long time ago, like the zippered pencil case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember me telling about that orange one? Have we ever talked about the fact that they sell those now? No, I don't think so. Like they actually I have them on their know. site. I didn't know until just now. I mean, I had missed this somehow, but they have the chimney top XL. Hmm. Um, on their site it's 14 so it's the chimney top like the normal just like little pouch but they add i think like two inches onto it so it can fit full-size pencils yeah um i love that thing i, st- I still use it so yeah just a little plug for that it's sold out right now but it's can, nothing super cool it's can re- you fit, really simple but it's just it's nice can you fit an unsharpened black wing in it you want me to find out sure <laughs> <laughs> okay talk amongst yourself we'll do it live <laughs> <laughs> all right I'm walking across my room, <laughs> reaching into a box full of pencils. So, well, uh, Tim is uh, demonstrating live on air a non-sharpened Blackwing. Uh, Johnny, how do you usually travel uh, when it's more than overnight? Um, and um, how how does that take into account how you pack your stationery? Um, usually I'm traveling with a lot of children, and my bag is a diaper bag. So whatever's in there has to not be that heavy. Um, size is flexible. Yeah. So I've been. I usually use um pocket notebooks, and I'll do like you know this field notes is for this trip to Boston. This is for this trip to New York. But um, you know, with the children, I start getting really um anal about writing down everything. Like you know, on Henry's first trip to this restaurant that I loved when I was in grad school, this is what he had for dinner. Hmm. So it gets too big. So I picked up a moleskin Voyager recently. Have you seen those beautiful little brown things? Yeah, those are cool. They're, aren't they yeah. like kind of moleskin's version of the uh, which we call it the traveler's notebook? I don't know. Someone said that, but I don't really understand what the traveler's notebook is still. <laughs> and it's just like a moleskin with a, um, a weird size. So, They're like oh no, never mind. Pocket and big. Oh, you're thinking, thinking of, of those chapters the, things? Yeah, the chapters. That's what I'm thinking of. So. Yeah, yeah. Never this mind. is um, brown canvas and. Uh, <clears throat> there, there are three sections and three bookmarks. One is lined, um, dot grid, and blank. But lined is the most pages, 
So like I use that for writing and the dot grid for information and then the blank ones for gluing in things that I don't need but don't want to throw away. <laughs> and yeah, the size is like perfect for travel. Yeah. Real quick interjection. And um, uh, we, we cut back to Tim. Tim, what did you find out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the answer is yes. So when the... Yeah, it fits a full size... Full size black thing. So when the chimney sweep XL is back, wait, chimney top, mm-hmm. chimney sweep, chimney top, is yeah. chimney, chim, chimney, <laughs> yeah, when the chimney top, chim, is... chimney, chim, chimney, chim, 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 <laughs> when yeah. it's when it's back, everybody pick chim, one up, chim, chimney top XL. Okay, cool. I'll have a link in show notes. Yeah, cool. All right, so mm-hmm. Johnny, I'm sorry. Continue. You uh, you write down That's like okay. what Henry's doing or what Charlie's doing. You you carry um, you carry it in your diaper bag. Well, my diaper bag is a Timbuktu bag that is called the Stork. So it's really just um, a Timbuktu bag that has a very nice changing pad in it. Mm. And a uh, tricycle lining, tricycle print lining. It's Aww. pretty cute. I think they discontinued it because people don't buy $150 diaper bags that get pooped on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. This yeah, one, funny. I don't remember <laughs> if this one's got poop on yet, but they're pretty easy to wash, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, so my other practice lately is I have a um, pencil case from Out of Print called the Poe Dot. It's polka dots, but the dots are Edgar Allan Poe, um, <laughs> where everything I take has to fit in that, including the book. So that's tricky, but helpful. And also everything in there gets really dirty from the pencil points. So I saw, I saw that in a store just like two weeks ago out here. Um, and Katie, go, oh, Katie, it's, it's a- Katie goes, Andy, you should get this for Johnny. it's like a really nice pencil case i've had it for a couple years Hmm. and uh the inside is not tan anymore but no holes nowhere the Hmm. zipper's good very nice yeah but um yeah for a long trip i i've been like i always take my masterpiece or a knife sometimes Uh, both Hmm. because i take amtrak usually and they don't search you and if they did, I don't think they'd care if you had a pocket knife. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely with you on the the diaper bag thing. I can I, I can sympathize with that because I I carry this one. It's called the diaper dude. Oh, so <laughs> I like know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah, bro. It's, it's like just black. It's real, real diaper bro. <laughs> diaper bro. Poopy bro. Bro, do you even um, have diaper? But it. but it's just uh it's got like one main big pocket and then three small ones on the front and the middle one is dedicated to daddy's stuff and so it's always got my so whenever i go anywhere i've always got that uh i forgot it again high tower the high tower with those things loaded pocket notebook and then usually my mini like my small hard hardback moleskin it fits perfectly right in there um i'm traveling with kiddos I feel like usually I'm when I'm getting I, more and more to the point where I feel like I don't need anything but a timber twist. So yeah, when I travel, I feels. I usually am doing it for work unless I'm going back back home or something. And um, there's always mm-hmm. usually some element of note taking that I that I need to do. So I always make sure to have like some bigger bigger than pocket note size thing. So generally, that's a uh, Baron Fink confidant. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, I definitely like get really paranoid about 
what I take on the plane. Like sometimes I've even really worried about like sharpening my pencils too sharp because maybe the TSA agent would see that in the scan. <laughs> and those things could definitely like <laughs> puncture a jugular. So <laughs> I worry about bringing that. And also them wondering like, why does this guy have so many pencils? <laughs> maybe I seem suspicious. I would, that would be the greatest <laughs> news story of all time. Like. <laughs> Man, man arrested for suspicious amount of pencils in his bag. Tech company employee has all these analog tools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what is he doing with underneath it? But it says WTF, son. <laughs> uh, it's going to start showing like on the, that picture when you're going through security. It has like all the things that you can't have in your bag. All of a sudden, it's going to have like a pencil with like a two-inch long point on the end of it. Like. <laughs> There's going to be a little measurement thing. Like your pencils can't be longer than yeah. this. Right? <laughs> TSA regulations <laughs> prevent the the carrying on of <laughs> pencils that are over two inches in point length. <laughs> yeah, you have to get like no a carrying permit. There, no like, pencils yeah. over four B four H. <laughs> no musgraves. They'll break and get in the instruments. Yeah. Carry permit for the, for yeah. the masterpiece. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> sir. The permit is in German, so they've said to trust you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what else should we... Oh, yeah. so have you guys ever gotten those... Um, they're less popular now. The Moleskine City Notebooks. Uh, it's like smartphones. Yeah, I've, seen them. I've never bought one. Yeah, I have it. Yeah, they used to do a lot more cities than they have now. I have a San Francisco one from probably like seven or eight years ago. Um, I think they only do like New York now huh. in uh, North America or something. Yeah. But they got a you sp- bought it seven or eight years ago. Um, a friend of mine moved to San Francisco and he bought it for all of his friends, and oh, I got okay. one. Cool. Let's yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's awesome. And it really, it really has just been replaced by a smartphone. Like all of the things that you, oh, except yeah. for the actual like writing part of it, which you could still do on your smartphone. But like the maps and the guides. <laughs> do you guys like remember walking around like, like New York City or something with like a map <laughs> and getting lost? I do that. Yeah. I don't use my smartphone in New York. Oh, you're that guy. You no, know, it failed me one time when I was in the subway, and I was like, I don't know what to do now. So I have a most considered notebook for New York that I take. I That is the one, like, not one, but that is one of a few digital conveniences that I definitely think is, like, objectively better than an old paper one when you when you can get it as, as like, digital maps. Like, when I'm driving oh, and yeah. when I'm walking, I get lost really Safer easily. Too. So <laughs> for me... Driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me it's it's digital maps. Like I I'm terrible with reading maps in the first place. I love maps. I have I like like looking at maps, but when I'm like under the gun, like out in the world and I have, and I'm relying on the map instead of just like studying it, then I'm just like screwed cuz Oh man. Like, m- might as well just my fuddy does <laughs> fuddy does I'm really good at reading maps. <laughs> I suck at like everything, uh, but I'm really good at reading maps. <laughs> Then it ends up being Andy carrying a map and then texting pictures of his map to Johnny and being like, how do I get there? <laughs> Johnny, where am I? Calm down. <laughs> Help me figure out where I am. <laughs> I send you back a video of me in Baltimore telling you how to get there. Dude, just just make it right up here. Huh? You know, wait for that light. <laughs> just uh, don't fall into any like open manholes. <laughs> I fell into a water main yeah. cover a few months ago. I remember that. Yeah, I messed that my awful. foot up. I forgot Weren't about that. Weren't you carrying Rosie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a not fun day. Oh, man. Ugh. Could have been worse. Ugh. So, um, yeah, so what, what else did we talk about? Do you guys have any, like, specific um, 
like travel affordances for do you have anything that you use specifically for travel or do you just bring with you like pencils and paper and accessories that you would probably otherwise have hmm. have um i have i have a traveling sharpener the um coom with the extra blades because you know i'm always paranoid that i'm on a trip and suddenly my sharpener blade is dull so <laughs> that's got two extras on the side but like it lives in my suitcase i don't ever take it out probably it's dull yeah yeah i'd say for me it's just when i if i'm going i there's been a couple occasions where i've said i want to start a new pocket notebook just for this trip you know just for like but that's it really most of the time i'm pretty consistent like i'm carrying the same thing everywhere just less to think about and i bet if i didn't have 1055 child related things to bring along that i would have like a duffel bag (laughs) full of stuff Uh (laughs) i'd have like like an old 200 year old manual camera with me and like all this goofy analog crap and have like a typewriter in my bag but (laughs) but now it's (laughs) it's a portable typewriter guys it means you can carry it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah uh do you guys have any uh any travel don'ts like anything that you've realized you've tried traveling with and just realized oh this is a huge pain in the butt to travel with (laughs) i've stopped i'm I'm high-fiving you right now (laughs) (laughs) i remember the pen addict about like flying with your fountain pen and i'm just like no i just i didn't think about how that's a thing like yeah it explodes in airplanes because the air pressure changes. totally not worth the problem like the 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 trouble i mean yeah uh Mike was always the one who's like, yep, yeah, still not going to do it. Still not going to do it. <laughs> still not going to do <laughs> yeah. it. And I was just appreciated because like, yeah, you don't need one, right? You'll be fine. Yeah. So Mike was just here in San Francisco. Well, he was in San Jose for WWDC. Um, but he uh, was, uh, we didn't overlap. Like I went to Minneapolis and he was here. So I wanted to give him an erasable lapel pin. Um and since I didn't want to, I wasn't going to see him. I just like mailed it to his hotel. <laughs> so I feel like, I feel like mailing somebody to somebody to something to somebody at a hotel is like, it feels really old yeah. fashioned. Like, yeah, for real. Like Cary Grant goes up to the desk and is like, like, do I have any messages? Have any messages? And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but I, yeah, it worked. He DM'd me and said, Hey, thanks for the lapel pins. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's really awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I miss Mike. Was sad, but um, I wanted to go to the Relay FM, uh, the Relay Con. Um, I did see. Oh, I didn't mention this in my fresh points. I did hang out with a little bit with um, Adam Cornfield. He was in town from oh, Baron awesome. Fig. Um, you know, he is sort of their like in-house um, developer of their apps that they produce, and so he went to the big Apple Developers Conference to just kind of learn some new tips and tricks and stuff, and and hang out with um, hang out with his friends in the Bay Area. So. We went to a really good bar with really good cocktails and sat in the patio and another friend of his was there who had a big dog with him and uh, <laughs> friend with a big dog. Hung out with the dog. <laughs> yeah. Super, super sweet dog. Um, I don't know. I don't I honestly know if other big cities are like this, but um, there are always like the default, unless there's a specific sign that says no pets, the default at a cafe or a restaurant is uh, bring your dog. So... <laughs> This dog was just like hanging out and probably once every, I want to say like 10 minutes, somebody stopped and said like, can I pet your dog? And the guy's like, sure. So, you know, Adam, Adam I are, and I are solidly in the uh, cat camp, but, yeah. but dogs are all right. <clears throat> Henry was introduced today 
to the world of cat slash just animal videos on YouTube. <laughs> mm. And I, I don't know if he's ever yeah. laughed that hard in his entire life. Like it was like tears yeah. pouring out of his eyes, just like hilarious, hilarious cat stuff. It all started because we went to the zoo yesterday and they had a goat there that sounded like a human screaming. Uh, have you ever heard? Have you ever heard <laughs> oh these? yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I <laughs> think like I was so tickled by it. Like I was trying to get a video of it, but then there's this goat, and every time you'd walk up, it would just go like, scream at you. <laughs> and Henry thought it was hilarious, so we found a video, and it just like led us down this rabbit hole. But now, now he's like, "Oh, Daddy, I want to get a cat." I'm like, "It's not necessarily going to do all those crazy things those cats were doing." Yeah. Like, I want a cat. <laughs> have you have you ever seen the uh, the video they mashed up? Um... Oh, it's a Taylor Swift song, and there's this period in which everybody, like, in the refrain, just sort of goes like "la" like that, and they just <laughs> yes, like, yeah. overlaid that goat screaming. On <laughs> I it. have seen that. I totally forgot about that. That's me. <laughs> uh, classic internet. <laughs> Way to go, internet! Yeah. For, Good job. Thanks internet. for making my day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I I'm trying to think. The only like travel. Th- thing that i've never like super bought into um i think as johnny alluded to is that midori traveler's notebook like that whole system because it just it seems like it seems like selling accessories for the sake of selling accessories seems too fussy and yeah it's it's real fussy and it's not very like to me to me something is a good travel thing if it's like if it's compact and if it's easily portable if there's like a handle on it i don't know something like that um but it's just really big and thick and kind of bulky, and you're just supposed to shove all sorts of crap in there. Um, it's, it just seems inelegant. Like it's it, aesthetically, like it's beautiful. Those like leather covers and all the notebooks you put in there, but it's just not a very like elegant system. If that makes sense, it's really like aesthetically nice looking. But like what I look for in like travel accessories are that they are like compact and easy to travel with and. Um, like those things are just super bulky and like you just like shove crap in there. It doesn't seem very like, like useful and, and elegant of a system. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and I, maybe it's just my personality, but if I had one of those, that thing would be just like a cluttered mess. <laughs> Mine would be too. Yeah. And I just don't, yeah. it would just stress me out. So I keep my notebook separate and a lot of mingle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, like, they have rubber bands that hold the notebooks into the spine, and they cost $20 for a pack of three of what? them. What? For, for rubber bands. Oh, That's yeah. That's just silly. They sell them at Mido. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's bizarre. So, uh... <laughs> so, do you guys take, like, erasers and stuff when you travel? I do, but I never use them. I, <laughs> I like, always have some in my pencil case, but I just I never pull them out. I keep one of those little like uh, gritty pebble erasers in my uh, pencil bag. I, my pencil bag, I use the one from CW Pencils with the patch on it that fits a Blackwing. Um, but it's like super dirty because it's sliding around in there with a pencil, and um, it, uh, yeah, it's just like I, I haven't actually used it because it's, it's so dirty. So my wife got me a really cool new pencil case from the Harvard bookstore, and I was afraid of getting it dirty, so I insisted on all of my pencils having caps inside mm. didn't work because they all have that choking you know anti-choking hole so the dust the dust yeah. still comes out but it was more like a dot mm. instead of a giant smear but yeah i don't think there's really a way to avoid it 
It's okay. Pencil's messy, but it doesn't blow up on a plane or fade. So, you know, trade-offs. Yeah, this is true. So, Exploding you know what pencils. I realized? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it will jam up the <laughs> it's a real the problem. electronics on a spaceship, but, you know, can't do everything. That's why I don't carry them. <laughs> Any, anything else we should talk about before we, we button up the, the travel so, stuff? That's a quick question. Suppose you were just going, like, you know, to New York for a day and didn't have to carry a work bag or a diaper bag. What would you take with you? It doesn't mm. have to be New York. I mean, any, like, urban center. Yeah. I might just take with me a pocket notebook and a, like, bullet pencil or something. Yeah, I feel like my answers are super boring because I've got it stripped down so minimal already that it'd be, I'd say like almost the exact same thing. I'd have a one of one of those two ballpoint pens, my timber twist, and a pocket notebook, and I would be just tickled. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys usually carry some sort of a bag with you? Like, like I guess Johnny, you have your diaper bag. Yeah. Yeah. I, Tim, you have I, either a diaper bag or I carry my mountain briefcase. Which Ooh, okay. I I still try to keep that thing like pretty minimal, and so if I've got that with me, if I'm going on a trip and I don't have to fill it with other crap, like right now, if if I was to leave on a trip tomorrow, I would have the things I've already mentioned, and then I would put in my uh, and I can't remember what they call it, but the big barren fig, the big fig, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but <laughs> hashtag big fig, <laughs> yeah, hashtag big fig. I would uh, I would have that in there as well, you know, with my Kindle and stuff, but. Uh, but my my I don't think my carry of like items, like writing items, would would change all that much. It's fun to it's fun to whittle it down to. Like I I enjoy that I enjoy like whittling things down to like the the minimalist kind of like this yeah. these are yeah. until I you do it and it fails fails spectacularly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't done that yet, but I'm sure yeah. I'm sure <laughs> it'll happen where I'll like be out on a your pencil I'll be on a safari a in the middle of. <laughs> middle of Africa and then my bullet pencil stub will like <laughs> spontaneously combust and I'll just be carrying around this carcass of a bullet pencil. No way to write. <laughs> Trying to like yeah. dry clods of mud like in the sun and use them to write. And... <laughs> Make, that's that's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. Knock on wood. Happens to the best of us. Right? <laughs> I just, I'd like to hear from other people. I, that's the kind of thing I love. Uh, I love hearing about that kind of stuff. Like, what, what do people carry? Like, give give the breakdown of what you carry on a trip. Like, with the, the specific parameter. That'd be cool. Instagram. Yeah. I want to see pictures. Yes. Hashtag erase podcast. <laughs> Hashtag pencil carry. There you go. <laughs> Everyday pencil carry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when, you, when you travel with your pencils, uh, what kind of a revolver do you do? You... <laughs> yeah. Do you take well, that? See, that's the wrong question. <laughs> the right question is what kind of forty-five? I thought you were going to say how many revolvers do you carry? But, yeah. I mean, I never leave home without six. <laughs> six shots or six revolvers? Both. Six by six. I'm basically a yeah. Kill Bill character when I travel. T- <laughs> yeah. I have a sam- samurai sword. And can... What kind of a katana <laughs> do you bring with you when you travel? <laughs> My travel katana. It folds up. <laughs> you travel. <laughs> Do you guys? Do you guys have? Do you guys carry your uh, your tactical fidget oh, spinner? Is that a? 
Oh my! I, I don't know about where oh, you guys are, but uh, every single store in San Francisco is selling I, yeah. spinners. Hate right those now. things with a fiery passion. They, I, <laughs> How I'm many of you had to confiscate so I him? Hate these things. Yeah, because it's like, oh, the whole point of them is to help you focus. But oh wait, when everyone has one, they're a distraction. <laughs> and when that hillbilly in the back corner is making his own and like selling them in the back of your glass, like, <laughs> so no, I hate these things. I've never taken them away, but I, I did make a rule like in well, one of my classes, but I'm going to do it in next year. I'm going to say, hey, those fidget spinners are fine as long as I can slap it out of your hand while you're using it. <laughs> see, see what they say. Because that would just be that fun. That could be some good YouTube video about it. <laughs> yeah. Tennessee teacher I, loses it. I was like imagining like going up and like bopping it up into the air and then like headbutting it to the back of the room. Never again. But... Now that being said, uh, the videos of um, dogs with fidget spinners balanced on their nose spinning. <laughs> are also no, I am going to Google no, that as no. soon as we are done. But uh, <laughs> did you see the uh, Saturday Night Live sketch uh, about the fidget spinner? Okay. Yes, <laughs> That's incredible. Did. Sometimes she's kind of awful. So give her yeah. a diamond encrusted gold fidget spinner. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, Tim in the in the chat is talking about a Kickstarter for a a spinner that attaches to a pencil. It's a pencil topper. What? Whoa! I'll have a link to that in show notes. Um, whoa! This thing is fugly. The name's um, fugly too. Thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spin Pal. Spin Pal Stout is what Yikes. it's called. Um. They've already made three times their um, their goal, goal. So, yeah, yeah, it's only Ugh, a thousand. Those things are hideous. <laughs> it uh, wow. We've I feel like we come full circle. Pretty soon, you're gonna get like a fidget spinner side on your fidget cube. <laughs> and then there's gonna be fidget spinner apps for your phone that like you don't even have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They'll be developing very balanced oh, man. phones. <laughs> You can spin the I, shit out no, of this thing. I guarantee someone will invent an app. Like, <laughs> just put your phone in your finger and spin it, and people are going to be breaking their phones. Be like, what the hell? My phone's broken. <laughs> I don't know what What's just this happened. Motorola's new idea. Uh, They're going to finish quartering the market. Um, well, let's see. There's already a fidget spinner app where you <sighs> it. Crap. Um, you just basically <laughs> you just basically <sighs> swipe the spin. Uh, I'm sorry. The there there oh, are yeah. there are more than. Of course, there are. There are more than six of these apps on the iOS app store. People should be ashamed <laughs> of yourself. <laughs> That's awful. For shame. Okay. For shame. All right, guys. Don't should forget your fidget up? spinner. Yeah. When you're, tra- don't when you're traveling, don't forget your fidget spinner. <laughs> They've been banned on Amtrak. Good. Yeah. No. Really? <laughs> Just trying okay. to spread lies. I was going to say they don't. <laughs> I mean, you can basically do anything on Amtrak short of smoking weed. <laughs> for now <laughs> yeah just wait um tim where where um where can people find fidget spinners near you <laughs> everywhere there's a graveyard <laughs> of them behind my classroom <laughs> oh hey spe- speaking of near you um i just realized so i i hung out with some uh some friends at my conference and we went to a karaoke bar uh michael metz was there he just oh, showed cool. up unexpectedly yeah. but um there is this uh-huh. song oh, called God. wagon wheel yeah. and there's this this place, yeah. <laughs> there's a place where they they sing about Johnson City, uh, yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, that is the if you play in a bar band around here, you will learn uh-huh. that song. Like no questions. So it's yeah, a great like song. three chords. Yeah, it's a 
there's this guy who got up and um older older heavier guy um big white beard he kind of looked like kenny rogers he gets up and he like starts that song and he whips out a harmonica and starts playing the <laughs> harmonica it's amazing <laughs> but he he uh I, I just feel like he goes like every like every thursday to that bar and like sings this song or something do you, you know guess. the story of that song but uh so it's yeah. uh the chorus rock me mama like a wagon wheel that, that part was written yeah. by bob dylan so that was a that was like a sketch okay. that he wrote of a song and like got out as a bootleg, and then the band Old Crow Medicine Show got a hold of it and contacted Dylan's people and were like, "Can we finish the song?" And he actually said yes. So, so like when you look at the actual awesome. song, it says the writers are Old Crow Medicine Show and Bob Dylan, even though it's like three decades apart. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that. Just like. All of a sudden, everybody in the bar goes, Johnson City, Tennessee. I'm just yeah. like, oh, I know that yeah, place. Yeah. That is like, <laughs> yeah. When it, yeah, if that gets played here, you'll hear it from like blocks away. Like, you can just hear the waves awesome. of people going, Johnson City. Now that people know where to find you in <laughs> yeah, real life. My address is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where can they find you on the internet? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Tim Wassum and on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. Cool. And uh, Johnny, how about you? Uh, you can find me on the internet at pencilrevolution.com, where there's a cool new piece about doodling, by the way, which I didn't write. Um, Twitter at Pencilution, and on Instagram, which is less pencils these days at my name. How about you, Andy? And and you're in um, Baltimore? Is that it? Is that where you live? I live in Roland Park, the, the country's first planned <laughs> suburb, but it's part of Baltimore City now. Yeah. You, you'll find me. I am... Sorry, go ahead. You'll find me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'll find him just hanging out in a disreputable park. So if you look at the pictures <laughs> taken off my balcony, you can probably figure out where I live. <laughs> just triangulate the location. Don't be creepy. <laughs> uh, um, I am in the, uh, the, I'm a, the coastal city of San Francisco, California. Uh, I am on the internet at uh, woodclinched.com um, or on Instagram and Twitter as at awelfle, A-W-E-L-F-L-E. Um, and the Erasable podcast can be found on the internet at uh, erasable.us. This episode is episode number 76. We will be at erasable.us slash 76. Um, if you want to talk with us and a whole bunch of amazing um, community members, and if you're on Facebook, uh, check out our Facebook group. It is at facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. Um, you can find out... Um, information news updates things like that from the facebook page which is facebook.com slash erasable podcast uh we're on twitter and instagram oh i already said that already um that's at erasable podcast um and find us on the itunes app app store um podcast directory not app store (laughs) which is actually switching to be called apple podcast soon um or uh, the google music play store um or any other podcast directory near you so thank you very much and we will talk to you again in a couple weeks The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.